Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Feeling Feline, a podcast where we talk about what it's like being in our 20s in the 20s. So for today's episode, I wanted to talk a lot about how school has not prepared me for the adult life, and maybe in some ways things that I wish I took more advantage of, and maybe just thinking about the future and how kids are this time around versus when we were in school. So yeah, I'm really excited. Let's just get started. Hey guys, and happy June. I can't believe that May is gone. I feel like I recorded last two weeks episode, like yesterday it feels like, and now it's already June. It's already halfway through the year. I can't even believe that, but kind of new things that are going on in my life, not really that much to be honest. I'm just kind of going through the motions, but summer's coming around, so I'm really excited. I'm actually trying to go on a few trips. I'm trying to go to Colorado, Florida, just go and see a few people. And again, I have summer hours for work, so I'm really excited about that, that at least I can go and see new places, like whenever I feel like it. And especially because, you know, everything's kind of opening up again. So it's kind of cool to see. And I feel like it's going to be a very different summer compared to how it was last year. So I think that it's just going to be great for me. It's very refreshing and I definitely 100% need it. And June is such a big month because it is Pride Month. It is literally to celebrate the LGBTQ community. And, you know, I have so many people around in my life who are just LGBTQ and I don't know how my life would be without them. And I'm honestly so grateful for everyone in my life and just being able to at least have this open, supportive environment for them. It just feels so good. And it's something to celebrate, at least to celebrate, especially just celebrating who you are as a person and being comfortable about it. I think that's definitely something that's kind of something to celebrate about this month. Yeah. And it is also Black History Month, so this month is huge, you guys, and I definitely encourage at least trying to refresh your memory on just Black history and honestly just really diving deep into Black history, Black culture. It's just a great time to remind yourself of everything that's changed over the years, and obviously we still have a whole lot more work to do, but we've definitely come a long way. And again, just having Pride Month and Black History Month all in one month, so many great, amazing people who changed history. And again, that's why I think history is so important for school. And now that we're talking about school, I'm going to start our topic on how school has not prepared me for my 20s. And Listen, I, I'm i going to start by saying it's not 100% the school's fault. Of course not. And I definitely am not going to deny that the U.S. you know, school system highly sucks sometimes, but it definitely teaches you a lot about the past and really, really shoves that shit down your throat. And I mean, it's great to learn about the past, but it's very different from how it is now. I mean, sure, history repeats itself, don't get me wrong. But I think that a major issue of schools these days, at least when I was growing up, it focused so much on the past and not really on current events and not really on what happens after school. And I think a major thing with kids after they graduate college is that really 
real life is just thrown at you. And we honestly, in my opinion, are not prepared enough to really just be thrown into real life. Like nobody really tells us that it's not a gradual transition. You literally graduate and next thing it's like, okay, what do you do with your life? What's next? And no one really prepares you for that, especially preparation for how much mental stress it is, for how much emotional stress and how many times you have to basically decide for yourself what you want. Like, you know, nobody's going to have an outline for you on how you're going to live your life. Nobody's going to plan out your jobs, how long you're going to be there. Nobody's going to apply to those jobs for you. And nobody really tells you that you're going to apply to 200 jobs, get rejected by maybe only eight and not hear from the rest of them. That's just a very short list of things that Nobody really told me in high school or college or just in general that it was going to be like as tough as it is. But that's kind of where it ties in because I think that I definitely didn't take enough advantage of high school and college in terms of basically picking and choosing what I want to learn. You know, I wanted like senior year of high school to be super easy. So I took a cooking class of things that I already know how to cook. And basically, I had the opportunity to learn something new and I just didn't take it. So again, it's kind of double-sided. I mean, there's things I could have controlled to that I could have done. I could have taken something else to really just learn about real world things, but I chose not to just so I can have an easy year. And I feel like People definitely do not take advantage of school at that age because, of course, we're in high school and just figuring life out. But actually, a little backstory to this. I was putting up a story on my Instagram and I did kind of do a poll where I asked all my followers, you know, do you think that school has taught you enough about adulting in general? And 99% of people said no. And the funny thing about the 1% was actually somebody who went to high school in Canada. And I just, when I saw that, I kind of chuckled to myself. I reached out to that person and I said, you know, I think it's funny because you're the only person who said yes, but you also live in Canada. And Canada is just notoriously known for having just better systems in general. And I love Canada, you know, no offense to the U.S., but I personally feel like Canada's kind of got their shit together more than the U.S., but I just thought it was funny because, you know, literally everybody else was in the U.S. who voted for that, and it just goes to show that I know I'm not the only person, and it's definitely, you know, a known fact that there's something wrong with the U.S. school system. I mean, besides even just college and how expensive it is, that's just the tip of the iceberg. But there's so much more there, at least in terms of even teaching, that honestly could use a lot more work. And it really should be kind of updated to real life situations or current events or just modernized, honestly. I feel like we're still stuck in this traditional what the textbook says goes. But Again, you know, a textbook is a textbook. It's just going to tell you theories and statements just based on previous experience or just what happened years ago. But now it honestly could be a totally different thing. Or even in real life, those theories and those kind of 
general characteristics or just how everything is categorized. It's not really how it is now. And I think in a way, it kind of, it's hard to explain exactly. I'm not going to say hypnotize because that's not really the word, but it kind of forces you to think one way. And I think it's crazy because I didn't really realize that until after the fact, like, you know, when I looked back at it, you don't really get a chance to create your own opinion, your own side on things because there's a textbook telling you exactly what happened. But again, there's always more than one side to a story. So I think sometimes it's very easy to start to begin creating judgment towards things, towards people based on what we learn from school. And I think this is a cruel, cruel cycle that just happens over the generations because of how the school system is built. And I think there needs to be more opportunities to have the students kind of create their own opinions on things and especially talk more about social issues and really expose students to what the hell is going on outside in real life because the textbooks will honestly portray this kind of fake environment around them. But once they graduate, you know, they're not prepared for what exactly real life is because it is nothing like what the textbook says and what, you know, just everything that we read and learn about that's just supposed to be straight, hard facts, you know, there's more to the story or there's a spectrum to the story or different angles to things. It's really something that is not explored as much as at least I wish it did when I was in high school. Honestly, when I see my brother in school, they are really doing the most. Like my brother is in a STEM academy and what he learns about is stuff that I learned in college. But I just think it's so cool because they expose him to all these different things. And honestly, even my sister, so she's five years older than my brother. So just that five-year difference, even between me, me and her are five years apart. When she was in high school, they were talking so much about the stock market. Like, bro, if I knew about the stock market and knew how that shit worked when I was in high school, I would have gotten into stocks ages ago. Do you know how much money I would have at this point? At least, or at least practice or knowledge of how the stock market works and kind of play it more intelligently. You know, I'm just starting to learn about stocks, but even that, honestly, I wish they exposed us to more things about stocks and just in general, like, you know, what were the hot stocks of the day or what companies, you know, should we look out for? So I think those were conversations that were missed. And honestly, there's other things as well. You know, they honestly give you this mindset that, you know, the better schools are always the prestigious ones or the Ivy Leagues or don't go to this school versus that school. But they literally never tell you that those schools are expensive as hell and they don't prepare you for that either. And I think it's crazy because the one person who said school did prepare them they had said that, you know, in high school and even just in university in general, they were taught about mortgages. Quite often, this was like a conversation that was almost like a, a norm in the conversation, something that is just casually brought up. But you don't go to class hearing about mortgage. I mean, everybody's just so focused. You go in, right? 
syllabus. Okay, today we're going to go over chapter such and such. And by the end of the lecture, you're only going over what you talked about in the textbook. But I think there should be more open conversation during these things. I mean, I definitely think that there are some professors and teachers who are kind of more modern about that and are working on that experience. And just making it less of a, okay, I just need to study and get good grades and I'll be fine. If you guys hear that really obnoxious squeaking, hold on, I'm gonna let you hear for a second. <laughs> that is Leo and he's feeling extra playful today. So excuse me for that, but he's a puppy, so I gotta let him squeak. But yeah, I just feel like in college and even high school, honestly, looking back at it, it was always okay. You know, what does the syllabus say that we have to study or learn? And then you're kind of pressured because honestly, high school to me was really just study this, get tested, move on. Okay, great. But when people do that and then they move on quickly to the next chapter and have to focus about the next test, they Honestly, I mean, come on, who can seriously say they remembered the first third of, you know, that class when they're moving on to the second test? You know, if you're going to take the second test and they ask you a question from the first third of the class before your first test, I mean, nine times out of 10, you know, if they randomly threw a question in the test, you're not going to remember what even the topic was or anything. So that just goes to showing, you know what I mean? People are just so focus on studying just to pass a test. And then once they pass, it's just boom, out of your memory. So I think that the school system definitely has way too many tests. There were so many tests. I can't even count. There were so many tests when my sister was there and even my brother. I can't even believe how many tests there are. Like, okay, tests are great and all to test your knowledge, but it's really to test on your memory and Listen, there's a lot of rich people, a lot of good, hardworking people that honestly don't have very good memories. So why is it that memory and test taking is such a big factor of school? I literally will never understand that because taking a test does not, you know, quantify you as a person. It doesn't quantify if you're going to pay your bills on time. It doesn't quantify if you're going to be able to solve problems that come your way. It's not going to quantify how you are going to be successful after school. So I never understand that. And I know some of my friends who are teachers and they really try to lessen the amount of tests that they have. And I think that is so cool because I agree with them, you know, tests are just useless to me. I don't know. I That's just how I see it. I, It's just, I don't understand how, you know, your grade is basically how many answers you got right on the test, right? But like, that's not how real life works. And I think that's so crazy to me because you could know everything. And it's, it's something that my dad used to say, like street smart, book smart, whatever. And I know that's a common thing, but I forget exactly how he said it in my language, but, you know, you can know all the knowledge. You can know everything from beginning to end, every single word. You could remember all the textbooks that you read in high school, but it still won't do anything when the most random life event is going to hit you in the face. And yes, you know, typically you're supposed to do this, but then you try it and it's completely wrong. And that's just life, you know? I think it's dumb. Just the whole test taking situation. I just, I don't get it. 
And don't get me wrong, there's some tests that, you know, is kind of important, like the tests that you take to, you know, see if you can be a doctor because these are like life-changing decisions and it'll really affect someone's life at the end. But when it comes to just tests in general in school, I just feel like it's always a pressure because you just want to learn to pass the class. And it's a lot more meaningful than that. And I, again, I just think there should be more open conversations about what's going on in the real world and how we can apply those skills to the real world. So anyways, a kind of twist to that is, you know, at the same time, I do feel like people don't take advantage of school. And listen, it's a very common thing. I mean, it's very different when you're paying for school on your own. Don't get me wrong. You know, when you're in college, you are basically paying for these classes. So you don't want to fail because it's a waste of money. But when you're in high school and things, you know, you don't really realize that what you're learning is actually going to be soft skills for just real life things. And the person who had said, yes, school, you know, prepared me for life. They had said, you know, I think that although the classes are a little bit more heavy on textbooks or just, you know, just looking at theories and just math too, for example, they had said that, you know, they do still help you practice your problem solving skills, which I thought was a very good point, you know, although you're not going to be doing calculus one, two, three, four ever in your life. I mean, Let's be real, who out of all the listeners, you know, learned all the way up to Calc 4, which I did, by the way, I love calculus, I love math, but I do not use a single ounce of that. However, my desire to solve problems, that came from math class. I was always, you know, getting stuck in a math problem and just really picking at it and just not giving up. And that determination and your need to not give up, those are soft skills that you don't realize that you're actually growing in, you know, the more that you're challenging yourself in school. And I think that's also kind of important too. So it kind of ties into like two different things. It's not like I'm saying we have to remove tests in general, but I do feel like tests should be taken out, but there should still be kind of situations where, you know, you're constantly challenging the students. And I think that little aspect kind of didn't happen too much. And I think it was really heavy in like history class or something. You know, we were always talking about what happened before, but why weren't we talking about what's happening now? Or why weren't we talking about real life cases? Like, you know, if this happens what is the actual outcome? Or if this happens, what are we supposed to be doing? And if this happens, you know, what is the ethical way to go about it and have open conversations? Because that is where people will voice their opinions, but also create their own opinions. And I think that was definitely something that was missing. And it just doesn't prepare you for like graduating and people have different views than you. You know, it's very weird because you're taught so much in just one mindset, one way in school, and then you graduate and everyone's very much different. You know, they don't teach you that in school that, you know, people around you have differing opinions. And again, these are like social skills that unfortunately are not touched upon enough in school. And I think that's just important, you know, it's just as important as 
learning about history or doing math problems, it's a very real thing. And social problems are becoming more of a thing, especially because social media is growing and just how we are, you know, having conversations with each other through our phones electronically and how we present ourselves. You know, that's something that definitely should be a good topic in school, too. And nothing irks me more when I think about the fact that in high school, we weren't taught how to build our credit, how to pay off loans, how to pick insurance, for example, and why we shouldn't invest in new cars, why are older cars or used cars a better investment? You know, there's things like that, that just real life skills that we miss out. And just even... I don't know, just money things. That's definitely a big thing that was missing from me because I know that in high school I was given money, but see, my parents also kind of didn't talk to me too much about saving in high school. I mean, they did, honestly. They always were like, do you need to buy the DSi? First of all, the DS was probably the best thing that Nintendo made, let me say, because that honestly, what, Animal Crossing, we had Dogs, and nothing was the same after that. Like the Switch is fun and all, but I feel like it doesn't give that same fun thrill that I used to have. Maybe it's because I'm older. But anyways, they were like, you know, are you really sure you want to buy those Uggs? Are you sure you want to spend your money on Abercrombie and Fitch? And a little side comment, it was really annoying how much I was into designer clothes in high school. I literally was like spending $60 on one Abercrombie and Fitch shirt. And see, those are the characteristics that still to this day carry on with me I unfortunately get really stuck in a stress buying you know kind of activity or lifestyle I just get stressed and I want to buy things that's always how it's been but see nobody teaches you how to handle that there's a lot of soft things that we aren't taught in high school like especially mental health. And I think that ties very heavily with why it's such a major thing right now. I mean, besides COVID, but it is such an increasing, you know, issue in this world. And I think it's because we're just trained to just be robots, basically, in high school, you know, study, get the test, study the next section, get the second test, study the last section, get a final, done, boom, you haven't learned anything because you forgot it. But we don't talk about mental health. We don't talk about how we should react to our body for feeling a certain way or like how we should embrace sometimes if we're sad or if we're grieving or how we should reach out to somebody. That's also another thing that's missing from high school and just overall growing up. So, I mean, looking back at that, you know, that helps me at least when I want to have kids, you know, to teach them early. And I saw something cool. I think I mentioned this before, but I'm not sure. There are some parents that I saw, I think on TikTok, honestly, I'm like obsessed with that app, but they were teaching their kids how to handle their emotions on their own. So instead of having a timeout corner, they would have this kind of relax and deep breath corner basically so for example if your kid likes art and stuff and if they you know are cranky or they're not feeling so good or something bad happened 
and they're misbehaving, basically, you send them to that relaxation corner. And instead of them sitting in a corner, staring at a wall and feeling bad for themselves, there's an easel there waiting for them to draw on or a piece of paper for them to draw on. And it's kind of like a way of training them to transfer their energy rather than punishing themselves and basically downing themselves for doing something wrong, but kind of turning that into a positive energy and something towards like a hobby or something. And I think that's so cool. There is really a lot of changes that I'm seeing even just now. And I think that's crazy. I think it's because people our age now who are having kids know that these life skills were not taught in high school. So now, you know, they're basically taking the responsibility and putting their foot down and and teaching their kids what needs to be taught to handle just life in general after school, because school does a great job of handling life during school, but it really doesn't teach you for all the stuff that's after school. And I think that definitely myself, I've seen it, you know, now, you know, okay, so I bought, okay, I didn't buy it. I went with my parents to the Honda dealership. This was 2016. I got a new car, brand new. Nobody told me that was a horrible idea. First of all, you know, okay, maybe it's a common thing to have a down payment, but my dumbass didn't know. But I had $0 down payment. I think my parents put down something, but not enough to give me like lower monthly payments. But even that, had I knew what I know now, I would have gone back in time and not gotten a new car and maybe had like a used one or something. I didn't need a new car, honestly. And as great as my car is, don't get me wrong, I'm blessed to have Luna. That is her name because she's a great Honda Civic, but (laughs) her name is Luna. I'm thankful for her, but I know that that is thousands of dollars that I could have saved, put into stocks or paid off for my loans or used it for anything else. And to this day, that still irks me because I just wasn't thinking rationally. And again, had I known more about what it's like buying a car beforehand, I would have thought about it more. You know, they don't really tell you that, you know, in high school, they don't tell you to think hard and maybe have more options. And again, that was where it was missing for me. And honestly, I used to hate open-ended questions on tests. But now that I look back at it, that really gave you a chance to pick at a topic and be more creative with it. And I think it happened a lot more in college to have those open-ended questions, but I personally think that it's so much better than multiple choice because, again, they're forcing you to think that it's only four options, but if you really think about that question, there's actually a bajillion other options to the answer. And maybe I'm being too general because, of course, you know, If the question asks what happened in chapter 37, did the person die or not? Yes or no. I mean, obviously, that's very straightforward. But there's questions like, you know, that just aren't exactly black and white in terms of what the answer is. There's a lot of gray there. And I think that should happen more often in just schools to give people and kids, honestly, more of a chance to portray their opinion, their views, or write down what they truly think of things. And I think it's something that, again, I missed, you know, that 
schools definitely don't allow that opportunity for kids to think outside the box. And I thought it was so cool for teachers to include questions like, okay, how is this applicable in real life? You know, now that you've read this book, what can you take from it that you will keep with you, you know, as life goes on or in this current moment, you know, how is this specific chapter applicable to a current situation in your life and how is it helping you kind of handle your decision-making skills? I, I don't know. It's very, I'm not a teacher, so I don't know too much about it, but I know me personally, I didn't have too much of that chance to really talk about things. And again, it's not just open-ended questions on a test, for example. It could be anything, you know, just open-ended conversations. That is a skill that I definitely didn't have for college, and it was public speaking. It was literally looking at an audience and not feeling afraid to speak how I feel because I'll be judged, you know. That's because we didn't really have open conversations like that. We really just went over the chapters, like I said, and then reviewed it. And that was it. You know, we didn't really talk about how we felt about things or what is our opinion on things and have just an open conversation. And I definitely did have one class that was like that. Actually, it was Miss Castelli's and I literally, I loved her class. It was an English class and we always talked about things, not just about books that we read, but just real life things too. We were always just having open conversations. And sometimes Miss Caselli would ask, you know, this character did this and how does that kind of apply to them as a person? How did their character shape throughout the story and why was it affected? And I think that's cool because we really were exposed to how real life things or just things that happen around us can truly affect our character in general, whether it's directly or indirectly. And I love that class. I really did love that class because we were always just having conversations about anything, honestly. And what, you know, all of our jobs now, really think about it. We're always talking or with a group of people, whether or not it's to have meetings, to talk about me, for example, I bring up the data of our products to the higher managers and I tell them, hey, listen, you know, this is what's going on. These are the percentages of what's going on and why it's happening, you know, root causes, etc. But that's kind of low-key leadership skills. And when you have open conversations, this allows for collaboration, which is such a huge thing in the real life world. We aren't sitting there reading things and taking tests on it. We literally, that's what frustrates me because in the adult world, we don't take tests. So what's the point of the test? That's what I, I, I just get so triggered about it because we don't take tests in real life. Everything is hands-on. And I think, okay, there's different ways for people to learn. Don't get me wrong. I'm a very hands-on person, but somebody else might be a visual person. But those things won't be accomplished by reading a textbook and taking tests. Even that. Even just seeing things and you know, doing things hands-on. I wish I had more of that. And I think it's amazing that schools are doing more of that. I mean, I have friends that are teachers in schools and I just, I see them really making a change. Something that I really love that one of my friends does, and she's a teacher, she gives time for the students to 
talk. And I love that. You know, she teaches her lecture and then she'll have, I don't know exactly how long, but maybe like 15 to 20 minutes of open conversation. Talk about whatever you want. And I love that because it gives them a break from the textbook. Maybe there's something going on with one of the kids and they'll bring it up and everyone will talk about it. And that already brings an idea of feeling comfortable to talk about our feelings. You know, I did mention in my last episode that it's hard as a Filipino to talk about our feelings because it's almost looked down upon to be stressed or anxious or depressed or worried or anything but happy. You know, if you need somebody else to talk to, it kind of makes you come off as weak. And I think that I I just love America in that sense that it's more welcoming of just open conversation. And I love that that's happening now for kids in school because it's very much needed. You know, I feel like kids are so much more stressed these days. And I definitely, you know, part of me would love to be a kid in school these days, but also the amount of tests, I just can't imagine how much stress they're in. And my brother is like the perfect example. And I see that and I'm like, wow, you know, I also took a lot of tests and I just wish that it just was completely rid of because again, real life, it's not literally no test involved whatsoever. It's basically soft skills that are kind of on the forefront of just how, you know, you live life, how you work, etc. And, you know, kind of tying into that also is the fact that what we do affects everyone around us. And that's something that I definitely was not taught just from high school. And it's kind of difficult to teach that specific thing in high school. It's hard to figure out how to help students learn that, you know, the decisions you make have real life consequences. But I'm thinking that that can easily be tied through a book or, you know, English class or something. And that, again, is something that I wasn't prepared for because I was just so focused on me. And again, high school and college, it's always about me, me, me. I have to finish this. I have to take this test. I have to do this project. I have to do this and this and this. And you don't really have real life situations of having to make a decision that could potentially affect someone else. And do not even get me started on owning a home because they don't teach you shit like that in high school or college for that matter. I mean, honestly, that was like never a conversation. I can't believe that my one person who said that school affected them and helped them live life okay, you know, they talked about mortgage and that is never talked about in school. I think that's so crazy because that's such a big aspect of just adulting in general. You know, we aren't taught homeowners insurance, home repair, how to fix things. You know, not everyone needs to be a handyman, but just simple things. You know, there's people who don't know how to jumpstart a car or, you know, don't know how to change a tire. I mean, don't get me wrong. I can't tell you right now from memory how to do it just because I know the steps that it takes, but I feel like I'd have to, it'll take me a bit longer than the usual person. But those are simple life skills that can honestly save someone. And CPR is great. I remember CPR in health class and how someone I had a crush on was in this class. And I was so nervous to do CPR. And 
Why was I focused on that? I don't know, but that's awesome to have CPR in health class because that's definitely a mandatory thing. You know, things like that can happen anywhere, but a flat tire, they should teach all that. They should teach you at least how to jumpstart a car because that, you know, my sister's car broke down in the middle of Route 18. It's basically this um, major road in New Jersey. And there was a lot of cars around her. It was a busy time of day and it's so scary. Like, you know, your battery can literally just die out of nowhere. And if you don't know how to jumpstart a car, you know, you could be stuck there for quite a long time. And they don't teach you that. <laughs> At least, you know, when I was growing up, just simple life skills like that. And just even doing things like how to be prepared for insurance, how to pick the right one, how to fix things in your house yourself that you don't really need to excessively spend on, you know, for other people to do. And just even small things like that, I, I just feel like that was missing so much. And even just building your credit, you know, nobody teaches you that. Nobody tells you, first of all, that you need credit. I mean, that was incredibly something else that was missing. And honestly, I wouldn't even know what credit was had my parents not opened a credit card for me. So basically, they wanted to help me build my credit. And for anyone who's raising kids, this is a good thing for you. Open up a credit card for your kid and use it yourself for a little bit. Just build up credit for your child. And I thought that was amazing that my parents did that because I wouldn't have thought of that. I mean, they wanted me to get my credit started as soon as possible. And I think that was so cool. Shout out mom and dad. Thanks for helping me build my credit. But they did do that for the first two years of me having a credit card. And, you know, I had some sort of credit, but had they not done that, I wouldn't have known what the fuck credit is, at least until I graduated high school. But that's already like too, too late, you know? I feel like, you know, when people graduate high school, you're also going to college, getting an apartment, and like, how are you going to get one without credit? There's just a lot of things tied into that, that, you know, high school's a great time to really start incorporating these types of ideas, and I definitely did not have that in high school for sure. But even that, you know, that's something else that I feel like should be improved in school. Just, and money is honestly like, 80% of our life, you know, we work to make money, we make money to pay bills, like everything around us basically revolves around money and yet we're not taught how to use it. Isn't that crazy? That is very shocking to me because more than like calculus formulas, which again, we don't need to take it out completely, but we use money every day at this point for the adults that are listening, for the kids who are living on their own like me, and even people who have loans. We are literally using money every single day, and we are not taught even that basic skill of financing, of saving, budgets, our 401k. First of all, I didn't know what a 401k is until I got my first job, which, okay, maybe I'm like the rare case, but 401ks, you know, we got to invest in that shit. That's the money that we're going to be getting when we retire, you know. Again, we're not exposed to these things and it's definitely important to expose younger kids about budgeting their money. It's not just something to blow whenever you feel like it. And it's just not a hot topic in high school because, okay, these kids are young, blah, blah, blah. But listen, 
I don't know if y'all experience young kids around you, but they are definitely a lot smarter than I was when I was their age. But I have to say the school system is evolving. You know, this is me talking from high school, but I graduated. Oh my God. I don't want to say when I graduated. That makes me feel old. I graduated in 2014. So I'm talking about a school system from 10 years ago and seeing how it is now with my brother. I think it's doing great things. You know, it's allowing more conversation, more topics around real world things, around mental health, around, you know, creativity. And my brother, he's a freshman in high school. They gave him this project basically to think of something small that can potentially improve just everyday life. And I I didn't know exactly what he did, but there was another person, I think he had told me that someone, I, f- I forget exactly, but even just, for example, there's these shoes. And I think it was Nike who did it. I don't remember exactly, but it basically you can just slide your foot in and then the heel like clicks up and it's for people who are not mobile like that they can't stand up and put on their shoes and I think that was such a great idea like you know what I mean there's still so many things in this world that still need improvement and if we don't allow these environments of creativity in high school there's nobody that's going to think of these solutions I mean you could I'm fine with how life is right now. I mean, there's probably some things in here that could be improved, could be, you know, engineered to be a little bit better. But how would I know that without, you know, being exposed to my creative thinking or just being creative in general? You know, I think, again, that's why the arts, I think, is just so amazing because it really opens your creative mind. But I'm talking about engineering, you know, thinking about things outside the box and, These are things that I miss in high school, don't get me wrong, but I eventually, you know, built up on in college. But I think it's good to start early. I wish that I started earlier to think about things outside the box because that in itself is just the future, you know. I'm talking about technology, I'm talking about like artificial intelligence. Those are things that are outside of the box. And Oh my god, programming, don't even don't even get me started because that is like such a creative thing. You're basically teaching a computer to do something. Do you guys know how difficult that actually is if you really really think about it? So, here's a good example, right? <laughs> We're going to make a smoothie. You could e- easily think about like, oh, we have to put in this ingredient, this ingredient, turn on the blender, press blend, blah blah blah. But then you have to think about the smaller instructions, like you have to open the fridge, you have to plug in the blender, you have to look in the fridge for the strawberries. It's more than just getting the recipe together. It's also instructions on how to get the robot to move. There's, if you miss even a little step, if you miss the step of opening the fridge, the robot's not going to know where the strawberries are. So, if you miss that step, the whole thing bugs out. It's like malfunction, malfunction. But yeah, just even that. So I think that's so cool. But anyways, that's kind of straying from my point that I just wish high school had more opportunities to be creative and to think outside the box like that because those are skills that honestly are applicable to every single job. But okay, so now I'm going to look at it from the other direction, you know, Even though there's a lot of work that needs to be done, I am grateful for school the way that it was taught to me because 
you know, math class is great. They really just, I love calculus. I love everything about math, but I loved math because it really opened you to critical thinking and being presented with a problem and really picking at it with your brain to figure out the solution. And those are soft skills. Okay, maybe right now you're not using derivatives and integrals, but just the characteristic of being presented with a problem and wanting to find the solution and, you know, looking at it from different angles and just trying to understand that is something that you learned in high school and younger. Those are your critical thinking skills that you don't even realize that you've actually learned from high school. These are critical thinking skills that have been developing for years and years and you don't even realize it. So, even though you think high school was a phony and middle school was a joke, honestly, if you really just pay attention to how you're handling things, you'll realize that these things have been with you since you were in high school and middle school. And, you know, just for example, your critical thinking skills. And um, I think that's just so cool that you don't realize that even just sitting through history class has you know, affected you in some sort of way now. And, and it will, it will continue to be something that affects you as you grow older and are experiencing more events in your life. And the one skill that definitely I know for sure that I'm grateful to have learned in high school and in college and even right now is time management. You know, although it's not really a great idea to just be focusing on textbooks and tests when you have eight classes at once and you have four tests on one day and three in the other. You have to split up your time and figure out, you know, how much time you need to put into studying for things or taking the test or, you know, relearning what you've learned for the past three months for the big test. So that in a way, has taught you time management. Believe it or not, you know, when you don't realize it, that you're actually learning how to manage your time. And middle school and high school definitely teaches you that. First of all, I had eight classes and each one I think was like 40 minutes and it was fast paced. Don't get me wrong. And college, at least you had more time to study, but high school was fast paced like that. And you had to deal with eight classes even in one day. So already just having that many classes in a span of a few hours, that already teaches you time management, right? And even just getting to class on time, it'll teach you soft skills like that, how to manage your time correctly. So I think in a way school has prepared me for that in that aspect because I'm always busy, but I still somehow manage to figure out how much time or at least guesstimate how much time I need for each thing. So don't get me wrong, you know, I still learned a lot of things from school and I'm still grateful. And I just think it's amazing to see, you know, the younger kids having a different school experience. I mean, I'm still not with the shits with all the tests that my brother has to take. That just irks me because I can literally see the stress on his face. He doesn't even have to tell me he's stressed, but that's besides the point. I mean, there's still other things that are at least going in the positive direction for school and just exposing the kids to more creative things to allow them to think on their own and to think freely and create different solutions to problems that 
maybe, you know, weren't a problem at first, but I love that. And I think that school at least is moving in the right direction, but still needs a lot of work. And obviously it's not a snap on the finger work in progress. You know, it's going to be completed tomorrow, but at least there are some things that are somewhat improving from at least the teachers that I know, you know, I've seen them and how they teach their kids. And I think it's just amazing that they're taking what hasn't been taught to them in high school and middle school and elementary, et cetera, and using that as ways to change how the kids are learning today so they're more prepared and equipped for life in general because it's not just about what you read and how well you remember it you know that's end of the day it's how life throws things at you and how you're going to handle it you know emotionally physically mentally all of that it's all important things that I feel like people should definitely be exposed to more And so, yeah, that's it. Thanks for listening to my TED Talk. If you guys have any questions, concerns, or comments, or topics you want to talk about, feel free to DM me. I would love to hear about all of your different experiences from school. If it, in fact, has taught you things that you really didn't realize up until this moment at the end of this podcast. But Instagram and TikTok are at FeelinFeline Podcast. And my Twitter is at FeelinFeline. Hit me up if you have any questions. And I'll see y'all as June wraps up again. Peace outies. Bye.